in the book. Sorry about the delay on the podcast. Uh, I was kind of busy today and also uh, just a little bit lazy. So I'm going to try to get this thing out tonight so it's there in the morning so that you guys can do transfer window shit if you want to. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry. I usually try to get this thing out on Tuesday. Just going to be a quick one. I want to just go over a recap uh, and go over some of the stuff that's going to happen in this week's transfer window at the very end. So I'll, I'll give you a little like what's coming next. Uh, I'll go over any sort of league news. It's going to be very brief today. I'm going to do a recap of all the games. And then uh, for the end of the podcast, I'm just going to talk over uh, just some thoughts I have. I'll give you state radio. Um, I'll, I'll do state radio at the end. But first things first, uh, as always, there will be a slight tweak to the transfer window. Like I said, crossing the river by grasping for stones. I thought week one went well. We've already covered that in other podcasts. Uh, one little thing I want to uh, do this week. We're getting rid of the $2 tax. I already refunded everybody's $2 tax because that is too much work for me. Uh, if it's automatic, that'd be fine. But just calculating $2 here and there, just super annoying. So the official position on that is just going to be three wait, three transfer window bids. Uh, you can go up to four or five if you have a really good reason for it. But just don't be a dick about it. So just try to stick to three. That's the official standing. Try to stick to three. Don't do too many of them. There's no tax. Um, the second thing, it's a minor tweak, but I'm going to uh, add it in. If you get somebody off of waivers... Uh, and honestly, one of the, the major reasons I'm doing this is because it's so hard to update the spreadsheet uh, that I only want to update it once a week. Um, but what we're going to do is if you pick somebody up off of waivers in a given week, that person cannot go on transfers that week. So I don't know if you pick up uh, just any random guy, like if you, you have the waiver number one pick, you pick up some random running back. Uh, you can't lose that guy to waivers week one. You have to wait till the second week uh, after you have him for somebody to get him. Don't worry about it too much. I'm sure none of you guys are worried about it. Uh, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, so just want to get on the record there. Uh, second thing, let's just go over real quick standings. It's a weird spot we're in right now, especially in the Ross division. Borsuk division looks normal. Um, you got, uh, hey, Murph, sitting at first place in the division. I don't think we've seen a one-seed Murph. I got to double-check last year, but I don't think since we've seen the split of the Western and Eastern Ivorian coasts, we have not seen uh, Murph like as a one-seed. Uh, so congrats there, buddy. See if you can hold it down. Uh, Rain City Jacks also sitting at 3-1. and one. Uh, The tiebreaker, by the way, is division record. So those first two games are out of division. These last two games are in division. So the guys that are 2-0 and oh in division are holding tiebreakers, which has a couple guys that are 2-0. and oh. I think it's just Evan, my brother, uh, Murph, and then Marco, also 2-0. and oh. So that's going to be important later on down the line. Uh, but yeah, so we have Murph, Story, Ariel uh, at 2-2. Two and two. Evan Chalesky at two and two, Ethan at two and two, and then finally Jesse sits at one and three. So even though Jesse holds sole possession of last place, he's still only one game out of the playoffs, so he's not in that bad a position. Whereas on the other hand, in the Ross division, we have uh, my brother sitting at three and one with a two and zero division record. Marco's sitting at three and one with a two and zero division record. They're both in first place. Uh, obviously, uh, the nasty man, he is sitting at three and one as well. Uh, but because of tiebreakers, he will get the luxury of playing a third seed roster. Uh, and then after that, it just drops off. Uh, Shim sitting at one and three. Uh, your champion, People's Army, sitting at one and three. And then in last place, Team Hail Dollar, an impressive 0 and 4 start to the season. We'll go over each uh, team individually after this. But 0 and 4 uh, legitimately might be too big of a hole to call, call out of. I don't really know what they do, but they will be a six seed roster for a while. So. Uh, Team High Dollar, spend that money, baby. You guys have some money to spend. You got to start spending it this week. You guys have to add some talent to this roster. Let's see uh, 
What do you got? You guys have $125 to spend. You guys need to start buying some players and just getting some depth. It doesn't really matter who you get, just as long as it's better than the garbage that is on your team right now. That being said, I also have garbage. I should be 0-4. Uh, I only won one game. I only won one game because the number one team in the Borsuk division didn't play a player. Oh my god, Murph could be Murph should be 4-0. Unbelievable. Wow. Dude, is Murph a juggernaut? Am I missing out on that? All right, let's go over the games here. Uh, first things first, I want to start off with what might be the single least impressive fantasy football game I've ever seen played in my entire life. Uh, Boston Checkmark takes a 64-49 to victory over X for the fans. Uh, and, and that is awful. <laughs> That's awful. In uh, But the, the game gets better the more that I look at it. Obviously, uh, X for the fans... 49 total points is awful. It gets worse when you realize that Bobby's uh, kicker, Jake Elliott, had 10 of those points. So a fifth of the scoring came just from a kicker. Gets 1.5 from the 49ers D. Amari Cooper chips in $2. TJ Hawkinson chips in three points. Sorry, not $2, two points. Hawkinson gives you three points. Keenan Allen, after scoring a billion points last week, drops 10.7. Zach Moss gives you nine. Patrick Mahomes gave 13. The part that's the most fun about this, all right? On Bobby's bench, uh, you have... Saquon Barkley, DJ Moore, Tua, Josh Jacobs. Saquon Barkley did not play. The other three players combined to score 60.98 points. They almost beat Jeff Schimmel just on the bench alone. Uh, that's going to cost <laughs> plays all three of them. Walks away with this one. Easy W. But, hey, part of fantasy. Got to pick the right players. On the other hand, uh, Jeff Schimmel started two quarterbacks in a defense. Mac Jones, Kenny Pickett, Steelers defense. All combined to give him a grand total of .2 points on the day. <laughs> two quarterbacks and a defense got him 0.2 points and basically zero basically didn't play any of them i mean he got a w so you kind of think oh maybe somebody else on his team played well not not even close not really the case at all his best player uh we'll get to his best player in a second second best player has 10 points third best player has eight points so he got eight from uh mixon 0.9 from chris Olave. hunter henry gives him seven dk Metcalf gives him 10 aj brown single-handedly wins this game by giving him 34 points nobody else on his team played well aj brown absolutely murdered it uh, doesn't really get a lot of help from his bench either, but Shim with a absolutely must-need win uh, takes it. He, I don't know. I don't know if you send AJ Brown a Christmas card after that, uh, Shim, but I, I might. I honestly might. Um, next up, we'll go. Uh, we'll stay in the division here. Young Money Marco uh, wins a squeaker, seventy-five to seventy over Team Hail Dollar, and this was a uh, three seed versus a six seed matchup, uh, and he gets the win over the six seed. That's pretty good. Uh, who did well for Marco here? Jalen Hurts chips in twenty-five. Alvin Kamara comes back. Alvin Kamara, I saw this today, after one start, is eighth in the league in running back receptions. So um, I remember a lot of people were saying that I got a very good trade package out of the Alvin Kamara thing. We're four weeks in. This is the first week Alvin Kamara has started. It uh, does not look like I won that. looks like uh, Marco won that. Uh, yeah, Joe Burrow's stinking in the bed, but it doesn't matter. He's got Jalen Hurts. Connor did meh. Sun God gives him 14. That's fine. That's good enough. Uh, it's good enough for the victory. On the bench, uh, man, Puka Nakua, who I traded away because I, I just I have Cooper Cup coming back, and I just thought, oh, well, i got to get rid of Puka before I thought his value might start to tank with Cup coming back. Now I'm worried that Cup's value is about to tank because of Puka Nakua. I probably should have traded Cup and, and gotten some melt out of that. Puka drops 26 points. I don't think he's going anywhere. Scary Terry adds 18 of his own. So Marcos team's looking real, real good after a rough couple of games to start it off. Uh, they're, they're looking real good. On the other hand, Team Hail Dollar... Daniel Jones, eight, Daniel Jones ended up with eight points uh, on that game. It's kind of nuts to me. He honestly might get benched. He's terrible. The Giants look like they're uh, going to fall apart. They look bad. Uh, Derrick Henry adds 23 points, has a passing touchdown. It's going to get offset by Debo Samuel, giving you .6. Fryermouth gives 2.2, but also gets hurt. And the Stevenson-Brees Hall 
package that at the beginning of the season, I was like, wow, I can't believe he got both of those guys. I think Hale Dollar's team's going to be really good. What the fuck's going on with Stevenson? What the fuck's going on with the Hall? They both look bad. They both look bad. I don't know. Hopkins drops an eight. The Buccaneers D at 11 points is the second highest scoring player on your team there for high dollar. Uh, not enough. Not enough. And not really anybody on the bench there that's going to help. Mike Williams still sitting on your bench with a torn ACL. Uh, it's probably not going to help. All right. Let's go to the next one here. Uh, we'll go Darkness Retreats for the Rain City Jackson. So this is a back-to-back -back close game. So this one was, uh, wow, Story won this one 78-75. to uh, How's he win this one? Oh, Mark Andrews drops 22 points. The Cowboys defense drops 19 points against the New England Patriots. Man, I hate when defenses uh, win game, games in fantasy, but God damn it, it is just very fitting that uh, the Patriots offense is so bad that it won the Cowboys uh, defense a fantasy football game. Because nobody else really played. Dak gives him 14. He gets 22 from Andrews. Not a great game all around, but uh, speaking of not a great game all around, uh, Jesse here. New acquisition, Jordan Love looks good. 17 points. Travis Etienne, 8.7 points. He's gone. He's been shipped off to my team, so I got my boy back. Do not know what's going on with Jalen Waddle. Everybody on that Miami team is scoring a million points except for Jalen Waddle, who everybody thought was going to be potentially uh, a better you know, some people thought, hey, maybe he'll do better than Hill this year. He's a little younger. He's more of a, an, an end zone threat. Nope. Turns out uh, he's, he's garbage, I guess. I don't know. Six points. You're going to have to hope he bounces back. Travis Kelsey adds nine. Luke Musgrave drops six. I think he's concussed. Mostart looks like he might have been replaced as the lead back in Miami. That's not looking good. Russell Wilson drops 22 points, so that's all right. But Pickens and Evans, uh, Evans hurt on the bench. Pickens not looking very good. Uh, and, of course, the nasty man doesn't play in this one. So, um, yeah, tough one for uh, Jesse, but he's already making moves, seeing if, uh, you know, He's going to have that transfer window to see if he can buy some players and turn this thing around. We'll move on to the next one. Uh, Shaletsky here loses. Shaletsky, a, a valiant 87.9 points as, uh, wow, were you the one seed and he scored 87.9? That's impressive. That would have beaten all of the last six teams that I talked about. This 87.9 points would have won. Let's see how he got it. 36.5 from Josh Allen, 23.5 from Justin Jefferson, Madison chips in 10. Uh, Man, it's uh, it's hard to lose a game when a guy gives you 36.5 points, and it's got to be kind of heartbreaking to lose a game when you get 36.5 points out of a quarterback. Uh, but if you're going to lose a game when your quarterback gives you 36.5 points, it might as well come when Christian McCaffrey goes off for 45 points in one of those games where he just scores every single fucking touchdown for San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco scores 35 points. Christian McCaffrey has 45. He might legitimately win an MVP. Ethan texted me earlier this week saying that he thinks Chris McCaffrey should be MVP. None of the quarterbacks are playing exceptionally well. I kind of agree. I just, I don't, he's going to be on the best team in the NFC. Uh, he's going to be the best player, offensive player. He's the best offensive player in the league right now, I think. I don't know. Maybe you could say Tyreek Hill, but I think McCaffrey's been better. Uh, and I, I don't know. I just, no one's playing quarterback well enough that I think they should get it over McCaffrey. It's been a while since we had a running back. I think he wins it this year. Uh, I bet money. If anybody wants to take that bet off with me, let me know. We'll find the odds. We'll do the bet. Whatever. Richardson drops 30 points, 29.6. Calvin Ridley still trying to bounce back after week one, 10.8. Uh, Sam Laporta has shot up the tight end rankings. I've seen him ranked as high as number four on the season already as a rookie, which is insane. Uh, Najee Harris gives 10 points, but actually didn't look that bad. Just Pittsburgh looked awful, so whatever. Uh, Kenneth Walker III drops 13 points. Brock Purdy. Uh, Ariel has a very weird situation where he has a very good team, it looks like, uh, but he also has three good quarterbacks. Brock Purdy, C.J. Stroud, uh, Anthony Richardson. I will do a little state radio here and be like, I don't know. He's got to sell one of those guys. Uh, so if you're out there, you're looking for a quarterback, you got to throw some money this week uh, at Ariel for any of these quarterbacks, whichever one you really think. Honestly, I think if you throw money, I would throw money at Richardson, just throw money at Anthony Richardson. And in the negotiating process for Richardson, you'd probably be able to work out a deal for any of the lower quarterbacks. But like, hey, take your shot, man. 
Shooters got to shoot, you know? So, uh, Ariel, good week. Great week. I think 149.22 might end up being the high mark for the year. Um, it's going to be hard to break 150 points in this league. Uh, yeah, we'll go to the next one here. We have the Western Ivorian Coasts. Uh, you're now first place, Western Ivorian Coast. Uh, our second highest team of the year. Our second highest scoring team of the week at 125 points. Uh, this is with a second place roster, too. So, you know, high scoring week for, for the top teams. Low scoring week for me. That's all That's all that really matters. Uh, Murphy here. Lamar Jackson continues to look like a monster. Pacheco looks like a guy who's going to finish as a top five running back after this running back carousel in Kansas City. And, you know, they have a pass catching back. They have the goal line back. They have the 20 to 20 back. Uh, now it's just uh, Isaiah Pacheco somehow. And he's catching passes. He's doing everything. Uh, I think if you were to redraft, he'd be a guy that's probably worth 60, 70 bucks now. Um, a guy that was already worth 60, 70 bucks, Steph Diggs, 33 points. Uh, DeAndre Swift, another high value running back, drops 15.9 points. It looks like he's won the role. So. You have these two high-scoring offenses in Kansas City and Philly, and you're just hoping that the running back situation works out in your favor, and it looks like both of them have worked out for Murph. Um, Murph, you can, you know, this is all with Austin Eckler just sitting on the bench injured. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you package some of these guys, try to get somebody else. Maybe you ride them out. I don't know. They might both be good. Either way, uh, that's looking like a very scary team all of a sudden. Uh, on the other end, younger brother Ethan still trying to work his way through uh, after losing Chubb for the season. Uh, Kyron Williams definitely helps out with that. 26.2 points. He's the bright spot. Uh, on the week, Justin Fields gets a bounce back week, but unfortunately he's been so bad this season that he did it on the bench. Uh, Romeo Dubes, Doobie Doobie Doo, 14 points on the bench. Uh, but the actual starters on his team, Tudo Adwell gives him five. Jerome Ford gives seven. Uh, Goff gives 11. Jacksonville did D and your kicker. You got 15 and 11 from the defense and the kicker. That's pretty good. Not a bad game for Ethan. I think, uh, you know, if you play Justin Fields, you still lose that game, but eh, it's one of those losses you're, you're chalking up. It's like, eh, it's not that bad. Things aren't looking that bad. Uh, on the other hand, well, honestly, I'll talk about my team in a second, but uh, older brother Evan, very excited about his team. Uh, if you listen to the last podcast, his life is in shambles, uh, but his fantasy football team is killing it. So uh, let that be a lesson to all of you out there trying to live a happy life. It is going to cost you on the fantasy gridiron. So uh, start making some bad decisions. Start having some kids. Start getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning because uh, it seems to be working out for Evan. New acquisition, Justin Herbert, big pickup of the week, gives him 23 points. Bijan Robinson, not scoring a lot of touchdowns, consistently gets 15 points a game without finding the end zone. Absolutely insane. Uh, Devonta Adams, uh, rumors potentially that he might get moved uh, in Las Vegas. He's a little grumpy uh, with what's going on there. I don't. I think he's had enough of Jimmy Garoppolo, I guess. Uh, good job, Josh McDaniels. Killing it, buddy. Nailed it again. Uh, speaking of nailed it, Darren Waller, uh, I think the guy my brother was most excited about going into the season. Terrible. Another bad week. I just That Giants team looks completely dysfunctional. Another dysfunctional team, Cincinnati, uh, with Jamar Chase. So here's some. I'll give a little state radio for all y'all out there. Uh, Jamar Chase is probably one of the biggest names that's available right now in this league, just from situation where it, it it's tough because ultimately you're buying him low. And so if you're he kind of has more value to a good team that doesn't need him to be great, you're trying to kind of buy him low. The thing with Evan's team is that he has so many good players uh, he might try to get poached a lot. And Jamar Chase, if he just sells him for like, you know, at the, at value, if he sells him for like 90 bucks, he'd be able to keep everybody else on his team, maybe get a couple other assets back. So I think there's a, a Jamar Chase trade out there just for, because of how uncertain he's been. And if you're, you know, if you're kind of a mid-ground team, uh, this is the kind of guy, this is what Bylow looks like. Bylow does not look like, oh, somebody had a bad week, but is, is good, is in a good situation. Bylow is, you're buying a guy where all of a sudden it looks like he might be bad this year. Like you very well might lose this trade, and Jamar Chase never really bounces back, and they shut Burrow down for a couple of games to heal that uh, the calf injury, and it's just a completely wasted season for Cincinnati. But like that's that's the risk you're buying into when you try to go for Jamar Chase. So I'm saying that that's out there. That that's a potential thing that if anybody's looking to buy somebody, go after Jamar Chase. Uh, Darren Waller sucking. 
Uh, it helps a little bit to just pick up a random guy, Jake Ferguson, the Dallas tight end. He looks like he's going to be great for the rest of the season. I think Dak likes throwing to his tight end. So, uh, yeah, Evan's team looks good. My team, on the other hand, Kirk Cousins. I bought him. I paid money for Kirk Cousins. I'm the idiot that actually bought in at the top of the Kirk Cousins roller coaster. Get 9.7, 9.56 points for that. Speaking of buying in at the top of somebody's value and watching it plummet, uh, let me introduce you to Jameer Gibbs. 7.1 points. Looks like he's running back two on Detroit and will get no red zone carries. Um, I have watched almost every single snap of the New York Jets since I acquired Garrett Wilson. I'm rooting for uh, Zach Wilson as hard as I've ever rooted for any non-Boston athlete. Uh, because I, the thing is, he's terrible. And he's not good. And he looked okay last week. And he throws the ball to Garrett Wilson constantly. So if he could just be average, Garrett Wilson's going to get, you know, 15 targets a game. I, how many targets did he get in this game? This is state radio right here. He got 14 targets. How do you get 10 points off 14 targets? Zach Wilson. That's how you do it. But that's that's my life right now is I'm watching Zach Wilson hoping he can turn it around. I already want off the Kyle Pitts experience. If anybody will offer me any amount of money for Kyle Pitts and sell him tomorrow. Trevor Lawrence actually still believing. I think Jacksonville turns it around a little bit. I think... Atlanta's a weird fantasy matchup because Atlanta's going to slow the game down and they're going to run the ball a million times even when they're not scored. They lost 23-7 and they never actually transitioned into a, pass half, into a passing attack. Uh, next two guys on my team, they were great. So long. See ya. You're Travis Etienne now. Uh, traded James Cook and, and Brandon Ayuk. Um, and like everybody I traded, like, I think these guys are actually good. I think Cook very easily could finish has a higher uh, amount of points than Etienne. Uh, I think Ayuk is just generally one of the more talented wide receivers out there and Brock Purdy seems to love him. Uh, Cook isn't getting as many red zone rushing attempts as I would like, uh, and so I, I have to kind of beg on the idea that maybe I'm selling them a little bit high. And Ayuk, there's a lot of mouths to feed in San Francisco, so I just package them. But um, good luck to Jesse. I think that that's a solid pickup for you guys. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm going all in on Travis Etienne. He's my boy. Because uh, next week, this week, we are getting back Jonathan Taylor. We are getting back Cooper Cup. We are adding to the starting lineup for the rest of the season. Devon. Uh, at chain, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I didn't watch the Miami game, but he got me 25 points on the bench. And I'm going to play him forever. Zay Flowers, that's uh, I traded I traded Puka and money for Zay Flowers. Genuinely, might be the worst trade uh, I've ever made. I've made a bunch of really bad ones. Uh, I've made some great ones. I've made some absolutely terrible ones. That one was really bad. That one was really bad. Jesus. Um, yeah, just uh, looking forward to this week. Let's see. Um, yeah, I'll do a little state radio here. What I think uh, people should be thinking. So if you're in the Ross division. And you got uh, you got Shim, me, and Hyler. We are all at best two games out of the playoffs right now. Four weeks into the season, those are desperate people. If there's somebody you like on those teams, like uh, uh, Shim has AJ Brown. If you really like AJ Brown, if you can put together a large package with a lot of good players, um, uh, you might be able to get AJ Brown right now. Just because Shim needs a complete roster overhaul already this early in the season, and uh, AJ Brown might be worth it. I don't know if you throw money, uh, players. You know, I'm trying to think of a, a good package for him. But if, if you've got a couple guys on your bench, if you have two or three guys on your bench that you really like, like, look at the trade that I was just talking about with Travis Etienne for Cook and Ayuk. Those are two guys that I really like uh, that may or may not be my flex one for one guy that is going to be my flex one at worst for the rest of the season. Uh, that's the kind of trade that you could probably get, um, what's his face, uh, A.J. Brown for right now. Just... Two guys that, like, you're back and forth on, on starting. Not just your shittiest bench players. Everyone's got to stop. If somebody offers you their three worst players, do not accept the trade. Just always fight for somebody that they would actually think about starting. Because you should be able to get, Shim, you should be able to get two guaranteed starters for A.J. Brown, uh, one scratch ticket, and, like, 40 bucks. That should be the A.J. Brown price. Uh, and if you do that, uh, you have a chance going on in the future. Anything less than that, you might be selling a little too low. Team Howl Dollar, Hail Dollar, Hail Dollar, uh, <clears throat> You're in the same position with Derrick Henry. 
You have one guy on your team who's good. Uh, everybody else on your team is is floundering right now. So same thing. Derrick Henry, if you have, you know, uh, Derrick Henry's like an S-tier running back. If you have a low A-tier, high B-tier running back, uh, you know, a, a good wide receiver too, uh, some sort of scratch ticket player, and like, honestly, 40, 50 bucks for Derrick Henry, you got to offer that deal to Hyler this week because he has to say yes to that. They have to do something about this roster. Uh, and I know they have a decent amount of money to go out and spend, but, you know, if I'm Hyler, I am looking, you know, I'm looking to make that deal sometime soon. Because God forbid, if Derrick Henry gets hurt, you're done. That's your season. You're not, you're not, uh, you're not Ethan's team where Chubb gets hurt, but you still got Tyree Kill to lean back on. You got one player right now to diversify the resources. Uh, in the other division here, you know, generally what I look for when I'm looking to to make deals is I literally just kind of go on the standings and you start from the bottom and you go, did they lose their last game? And if they lost their last game. Then you try to find the player you want to trade and you try to make a deal for it. That's if somebody loses two games in a row, always, always try to trade with somebody who loses two games in a row. Never try to trade with somebody after they've won a game. Because whenever somebody's won a game, they've convinced themselves they can win every fucking game from here on out. But if somebody loses one, two games in a row, they tend to start to panic. Not necessarily panic, but they're just willing to make some moves. They want to just see something change on their roster. So that's honestly probably what led to uh, <laughs> my first offer was to Derrick Henry this morning. Eventually turned into an offer with the other last place team, Jesse. That's how I got a deal done. So that, that's your state radio for the day. Uh, just uh, I'd be targeting bottom up. Jesse's team, Ethan's team, although Ethan's kind of in a spot. He's got a lot of money to spend this week. So I don't see him panicking until he's spent some of that cash, to be honest. I think this is the week he's going to come and see how many people he can buy. He might be able to really rehaul that roster. I think it's a good roster. It's just in a rough spot right now. Uh, Shalitsky also, another good team. They played well. Uh, God, the dumb. I think CD Lamb is the guy you could potentially get off of Shaletsky's team. It depends on how he's feeling. He is kind of weak at running back. Yeah, Tyler Algier, Alexander Madison, Miles Sanders. Uh, he does have Jefferson and Allen. If, if somebody can get Shaletsky a good running back, like a solid running back, or just a lot of money for CD Lamb that next week you turn into a running back, that's a potential target. So CD Lamb's probably out there, should be out there for somebody to buy. Uh, but you guys just you got to come in with a, an offer that they want to say yes to. You don't just try to squeeze everybody all the time. That's not how you make deals happen. We got to make deals here. We love deals in this league. Um, yeah, I think honestly, that's 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 my big thing. I'm very excited to see what happens with uh, the transfer window. I'm going to try to update the spreadsheet tonight, uh, but very excited to see how the transfer window works out this week. Now that everybody's had a chance to dip their toe into it, uh, like I said, three or four bids maximum. Just don't be a dick about it. Make serious offers um, and go out there and try to buy somebody. Because I'll tell you, last uh, last week. You know, there's all that money sitting in people's war chests. Those that money scored you all a collective zero points last week. Uh, you know, Ethan, I think, has the most money. How much money does Ethan have? Ethan has hundred and seventy dollars. He's this giant war chest, gives him zero points on the week. So I don't know. Go out there and spend, baby. Spend. Stimulate the economy. Um Yeah, that's a quick little episode. I uh, just wanted to get it out there. Thanks for listening. Um try to have a somebody I'm trying to have a guest on the podcast later this week. Uh just gotta try to work out some schedules. Uh, worst case scenario, there's a, there's a solid chance I'm going up to Seattle this weekend, even just for a day to go hang out with the Borsuk brothers and, and story if he's around. Uh, and maybe we'll all just get drunk and do a podcast real quick. Who the fuck knows? Um, anyway, yeah, that's that's it for now. Uh, thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, let's soft carry us out. See ya.